welcome to the Dietitian Dad Podcast. I am Michael Murphy, father of three, registered dietitian, and your dad when it comes to weight loss, nutrition, and health. No quick fixes or easy answers here, just evidence-based advice to help you permanently change your life. Welcome back. This is episode number two in a series I'm doing on weight loss surgery. If you haven't listened to episode one, then stop what you're doing right now. Go back and listen to that episode. That's going to cover everything that you need to know about your weight loss surgery basically before you have the surgery. So now that you're back, if you did listen to that, welcome. We're now going to talk more about expectations after your surgery. And let's just go right into this. What I want to talk about first, if you haven't had the surgery, expect some pain, obviously, for the first few days after the surgery. Our surgeons give you the requisite pain medications, um, as do most surgeons. But I find most of my patients, some never have to use any pain meds. Some, if they use them, it's only for a few days. The biggest complaint after surgery is going to be that gas pain. Any laparoscopic surgery has some residual gas pain for a few days afterwards. So we highly recommend that you walk often. If it's just around the inside of your house, that's fine. If it is around the outside of your house or down the street, you really do want to walk a lot. So make sure that you are prepared to walk. So make sure that you are prepared to walk. Okay, we're going to first talk about the diet after your surgery. Again, every surgeon's office has different protocols for after surgery. So I'm going to go into about, so I'm going to go in a little bit about what I recommend for most of my gastric sleeves and gastric bypass patients. The first week after your surgery, we're going to stay on a clear liquid diet. And by clear liquid, anything that you can see through, you're talking mostly water and broth, but there are some good products out there that do clear liquids. One you want to look into is called Protein 2.0, and that's going to be available mostly on Amazon. You can find it in some stores in your area. If you go to that website, you can see where it's sold near you. Another one is called Premier Clear, and another one is Isopure Clear. Try to experiment, trying a few of those, see what you think. I think the Protein 2.0 is, is the best tasting, just in case you were wondering. So get some of those. You will need those for about a week, so I would order a case of them. And if you don't drink them after that, you can always give them away to another patient. Once you finish up the first week, and by the way, that first week is very important to sip all day long because that is when you are at most risk for dehydration. You will sip about one ounce every five minutes. That's about 10 ounces an hour. And in a full day, you should still get plenty of fluid. Now, if you don't get the fluid in, you are going to probably have more nausea. So please do your best to sip all day. Even if you don't feel great, it will pay off for you after a few days. Second week is going to be full liquid. But really, in our practice, we really just recommend protein shakes and water and broth. So start pumping those protein shakes, the premieres, the whey powders. If you don't like whey, soy, there's so many protein powders out there. I produce my own called Love Your Life Protein. It is available in our clinic, and there is a website called loveyourlifeprotein.com that you can order it on if you would like to get some. I was able to formulate it myself for the bariatric surgical patient. It is going to have some extra fiber, probiotics, B12, good amount of protein, and stevia is my sweetener for that as well. All right, so once you get through those first two weeks, 
you're going to start feeling a lot better, but beware, you are still going to be very tired. It is completely normal to feel tired for up to a couple months. Your body is not used to running on such a low amount of fuel. It takes time. So give yourself that time and understand that you will be tired a lot. One more thing I want to point out that you should expect. You will drop a good amount of weight around the surgery. Everybody does. But a lot of that is going to be water weight. So expect that water weight to be re-added. So you're going to see not weight gain, but you're going to see a slowdown in your weight loss around week two to three. So my huge recommendation for my patients, if they can possibly avoid to stay off the scale, I would put the scale away. It is not going to give you much information that will help you. Okay, so be ready for that plateau. Not only then, you will have many plateaus along your journey, but that's a big one because you expect to keep losing weight, especially you know week three after surgery. Okay, so next up will be a pureed diet. For about two weeks, you're going to be free to have baby food. You can have cream of wheat. You can have pureed fruits and vegetables. Um, anything that you can blend pretty well is going to work here. Not a lot of food tastes great when it's blended, so understandably, you may stick with those protein shakes a lot more. But there are some good things you can look into for pureed, and if you are in our practice you can download a pureed diet on our website, wliaz.com. Or you can still do it if you're not in our practice. Then we go on to soft foods for two weeks. Those are foods that are a little bit less harder to digest, but you can still chew them. Soft foods would be cooked vegetables, ground meats, ground chicken, uh, fruits, of course, eggs, things like that. You can definitely do those around that period of time and get the digestion or get your pouch ready for that digestion for a couple weeks, and then you can move on to a normal everyday diet, hopefully a good, healthy diet as well, um, and on to your new life. So let's talk about expected weight loss a little bit. That is a tough one for many patients to get. They don't really know how much they should be losing and how fast you should be losing. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a, a guide to help you. So what you're going to want to do is you're going to go with your starting weight, and then you're going to decide on a goal weight. Now, that could be many different weights for many different people, depending on how we're built, what kind of size you are, these types of things. There are many men that I see, six foot, six foot two, that never look like they should ever weigh under 200 pounds, even though that BMI chart will state that if they are over 200 pounds, they are overweight still. However, that BMI chart is not the be-all, end-all here. We have to go with each individual and how they are sized. So what I would do is either try to decide what you think is a good weight for you or talk to your health professional, your surgeon, or, or your dietitian and see if you can come to a, a number. And let's say your, your starting weight is 300 pounds and then your goal weight is 200 pounds. So you need those two numbers. Okay. What we expect around month five to six is for you to be halfway there. So if you have surgery January 1st at 300 pounds and your goal is 200 pounds, around May to June, you should be somewhere in that 250 to, to you know, 245 pound range. If you're still in the 260s or the 270s, something is probably not correct in terms of your eating, your exercise, whatever it may be. And that's where that 
you know, that your dietitian can help you or your surgeon can help you to move it forward a little bit more. Um, after that fifth to sixth month, the next half of your weight, it's a little bit harder to gauge how long that's going to take, but it definitely is going to take a little bit longer for most people. And I want to make that clear. It's not everybody. You might lose much faster than this, but this is the expected weight loss. But for most people, it's going to be another seven to eight months to lose the second half of their weight because the body fights you. It fights you hard there. It's going to not want to be 200 pounds if you are that 300 pound patient. It's going to stop you around 220, 230, and you're going to see a huge slowdown. So it's imperative that you keep pushing yourself and not get discouraged. Okay, so now that we know what our goal weight is, we need to make sure we are on track. And that's where you have to follow up with your surgeon, your clinical practice. About every three months, you want to come in and meet with them and make sure that they weigh you in and you discuss your progress. Of course, they're going to want to check follow-up lab work, making sure you're taking your vitamins every day and making sure that there are no deficiencies developing. I usually find most deficiencies develop around that third month mark which ironically is when most patients notice hair loss. Hair loss is probably one of the most discussed topics that I have in my post-op patients. And I have posted a few links to studies in our groups. And the most recent one has shown 60% of patients do show some hair loss, but it's more likely to happen in younger females under the age of 40. You could take biotin. There's nothing wrong with taking biotin. There just isn't a lot of evidence that it does help. But you know what? It doesn't hurt, so why not take it? Take the multi. Multi will have everything you need. Go ahead and do a B-complex. Calcium as well. Fish oil too. Fish oil is a little bit um, underrated. It does have so many benefits. So if you can find a good one called, well, one's called Coromega, and you can go to coromega.com and look at that. Tasty, not a pill form. It's really good. Um, and back to calcium. You're looking for about 1,000 to 1,500 milligrams of calcium a day. You're not going to get that much in a multi. So you need to take a separate calcium. One well-known one is called Viactive. That's what the V is in Victor. And the Celebrate brands are also good at CelebrateVitamins.com. You can look into some chewable, good-tasting calcium there. Do not forget your vitamins. I mean, I don't see it too often, but I got to tell you, when a patient tells me they're not taking their vitamins, I'm not angry at them. I just feel like they don't realize just how important vitamins are for a post-op bariatric surgery patient. Consider vitamins just as important as any medication a doctor gives you because they are that important for you. Put them by your toothbrush. Put them somewhere where you would take them every day so you don't forget because it's easy to forget taking them. Trust me, I know I take vitamins some days and some days I don't, but I don't have the weight loss surgery. So when you do, it's not a matter of forgetting anymore. It's important. Um, as far as vitamins, I'm not sure if I said this in the last episode, but bariatricadvantage.com has great vitamins. Bariatricfusion.com is great. I am anti-gummy vitamin. Do not touch those gummies. They are not complete. That's another huge deal. When I see deficiencies, especially with thiamine, also known as B1, it is usually when the patient tells me they're taking a gummy. So please avoid gummies at all costs. Other tips I want to go over with you. Very important tip here that that first year after your surgery, okay, listen closely to this one. That is when your body is going to lose most of your weight. So what does that mean? Well, that means that you can't just have the surgery, go on with your life just as before, 
get up, skip breakfast, rush off to work, take care of the kids, don't think about yourself, forget to exercise or don't make it a priority. You know, you know what I'm talking about. All those things. Every day wasted. There's 365 days in a year. Those 365 days are crucial. So you want to wake up from that surgery with a plan, knowing what you're going to do that year, letting your family know what you're going to do that year. It's fine to take days off. It's fine to go on vacation. It's not every single day, but you're going to work as hard as you can that first year. Now, if you're listening to this and it's been a year and let's say you didn't work as hard, don't fret. It's not the end of the story for you either. You still can lose the weight, but if you're just starting out, don't take for granted even a couple hours in your day. If you didn't exercise, if you didn't plan what you're going to eat, or you didn't count your calories because let's say you completely lost, you're going to fall behind. Okay, so really, really important. If you listen to this podcast and you take one thing away from what I'm telling you, please, please remember what I just said there. All right, another very important, which you'll hear me tell you if you're my patient, is pre-measuring your food. You can't expect your sleeve to save you or your gastric bypass. You have to make sure the amount of food you're eating before you eat that food is the, the requisite amount. And in, in my case, what I tell patients is four ounces or half a cup. And that's most foods. Granted, there are salads and things like that that can you can eat a little bit more. But if you're out at a restaurant and they serve you a, big amount, a large amount of food and you're just eating until you're full or you do that at home, it won't end well for you long term maybe you'll still lose the weight in the beginning but this is a lifetime surgery lifetime this is a long time so if you aren't on your game pre-measuring it's going to end up being a problem a couple years down the road so have pre-measured half cup containers to um, whatever you need whatever's fun order off amazon in your car in your purse at home in your office, in your desk, everywhere you go. At, at a certain point, granted, I'll give you that you might know what a half a cup of your favorite meals are, so you don't have to measure it at that point. But again, don't take it for granted, okay? If you're not sure how much food you have in front of you, get that half cup out and put it in there, then you can eat it. If you go on my um, YouTube channel, look type in, uh, look up Michael Murphy Dietitian, you'll see me pre-measuring a lot of different types of foods in a half a cup. You could also see a lot of those pictures and instructional um, half cups on our Instagram page. Um, Weight Loss Institute of AZ is where you can find us there. All right, next up, another important one. We're kind of going in order from that sense of urgency being first to the pre-measuring being second. Here's number three. Number three is protein. You know protein is what you need to lose weight. Uh, you know, nobody listening to me right now doesn't know that. But we have to eat that protein first. It's not, a, it's not an option. It doesn't matter if you're craving M&Ms or you're craving a banana or you want some chips or popcorn. You always have your standby protein ready to go before you eat any of those things. And by protein, how much? Well, I would say about 15 to 20 grams of protein in any shape you want. Protein shake, protein bar, a string cheese, a hard-boiled egg. Uh, leftover meat from the night before or you know most dinners are going to have protein so i'm not too worried about your dinners beef jerky is a great one you can do so get that protein again wherever you are have the bars in your desk 
have the refrigerated proteins like Greek yogurt in your fridge, the pre-made protein shakes, and get those down the hatch. Now, why am I telling you to do that? Because your stomach is so small that once you consume that protein, a lot of things are going to start happening. You're going to get less hungry. You're going to have less cravings. And you're going to end up eating less of whatever comes after the protein, which is a good thing because let's face it, that's going to be either carbs or fats. And those are the two things that hurt us when it comes to weight loss. On a side note, just want to make sure you understand this. Nuts have protein in them, but they also have a lot of fat. And they're so good for us. Nuts are great for our health, for our cardiovascular health. But when you're trying to lose weight, it still means nuts have to be consumed uh, rarely, I would say, because of the calorie that, because of those calories that are in nuts. Same along the lines of peanut butter. You can throw in hummus there. You can throw in avocados. Um, of course, seeds. Okay, and the final thing I want to talk about on this podcast is going to be logging your diet, your calories on an app called Berrytastic. That's B as in boy, A-R-I-T-A-S-T-I-C. You can also use MyFitnessPal, but I like the Berrytastic because it's a little bit more catered to those who had weight loss surgery. Make sure you log what you are eating for at least a couple months just to get in the swing of things and make sure you're not overeating and kind of looking a little bit closer at your calorie intake. You don't have to do it the rest of your life. But it is important to do it when you start eating normally. So I hope this episode was helpful. I want to keep these under 20 minutes just because, you know, attention spans do get a little bit shortened. So we're going to do a part three. Look for that coming up very soon. Let me know if you have any questions. Email me at registereddietitianmike at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at dietitian underscore dad. You can find me on TikTok at the same place with some great, fun videos on eating. I really hope you enjoyed this podcast. Please leave me uh, some good feedback as I am pretty new to this and reviews do help tremendously. Thank you, everyone. Follow me on Instagram and TikTok at dietitian underscore dad while you wait for the next episode to drop. And remember, permanent changes lead to permanent results.